everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guide, your insider's guide to all things franchising and small business in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things franchising and small business in the local area. And it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just trying to learn more about the franchising industry. And here's the good news. We have some franchising industry experts with us today, local franchise owners, Jay and Angelita Froscheiser with Club Pilates. Thanks for being with us today. Good to be here. Yes. Thanks well, for having us. Reserve that comment until 20 minutes from now. Then you can tell me whether it was good to be here. Right now, it's good to be here. <laughs> Jay and I know a little bit about each other, so, you know, maybe some ghosts will come out of the closet today. <laughs> I really appreciate you joining us today because you two have experienced, and I want to talk about, something that a lot of people that are looking into franchises, small business in general, but particularly in franchises, people are aspiring to or thinking, this is something that I want to do, and I want to understand, I want to understand like, has this been done before, and how does it actually unfold in real life? And what you've done is you started with one franchise location of Club Pilates. And over the last few years, over several years, you've expanded through both acquisition and organic growth, purchasing other licenses from the franchisor into four locations now, right? Right. Good. Which is going to give us a great opportunity to promo your new location. Right too. on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Club Pilates. You guys want to start with... What is Club Pilates? There's probably a couple people left in the world that don't know what you do, but can you describe it to me, what you do for the, for the consuming public? So we are a boutique uh, small fitness studio. Mm -hmm. uh, we offer classes, max of 12, which is great group classes, uh, reformer Pilates, so equipment Pilates. They're all led by a comprehensively in, uh, trained instructor, which means they have at least 500 hours of training. So Wow, 500? It, yes. That's yes. a lot. <laughs> Very trained to keep our folks safe in class. So uh, we do Pilates classes. Pilates focuses on core strength, balance, flexibility. Um, that's the basis of, of Pilates. And we have a variety of formats from stretching classes to cardio classes, a variety. We also do private training one-on-ones. That's a lot. Is there a typical customer? You know, we certainly have a um, demographic of age that we see most commonly. Mm -hmm. um, I would say 40 to 60 is our biggest demographic, but we've had members as young as 16 and as old as 94. Interesting. So does that go back, and maybe this is where we let Jay talk. I yes. don't know, you're doing a great job, so... Um, <laughs> Does that, that typical, that median age, that uh, more typical consumer, does that have to do with the, uh, the cardio and the flexibility component of the services or of the yeah, exercise? What we, what we see in our core demographic, that uh, kind of that 40 to 60 plus, is people who have realized they're former athletes or just people that as they age, they start feeling a little more tight and you know they want to loosen the muscles, the tendons, things like that focus on something that's good for themselves as opposed to going to a gym and tearing themselves up. So they've kind of learned that low-impact, effective exercise can be better mm -hmm. than going and, again, tearing up your muscles. And uh, you don't have to walk out of the gym dripping sweat and <laughs> exhausted to get something really good out of it. Maybe one day when I get older, I'll be able to relate to that. But I really don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. I know from personal experience it works. So so did you ever think you would be the owner of a Pilates studio? 
<laughs> now, you know, <laughs> this came about in, I'll, I'll say a great way in that, you know, we were kind of looking at plan B options from, you know, a career standpoint. Uh, I had a long career with the company, looked at other options, looked at starting a business, looked at buying a business, then looked at franchising. And yeah. uh, in the end, obviously, franchising <laughs> won out of all those options. We, you know, have always sort of been entrepreneurial. We've dabbled in some different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I've been a business guy. So, you know, exploring the the economics of the business uh, was my specialty. She was kind of a yoga enthusiast. And, you know, I said, hey, you know, I kind of have this interesting business that I'm looking at. Why don't you go take some Pilates classes and see what you think? And she fell in love with it. And ah. so it was kind of a, you know, perfect match. You know, it, yeah. uh, it, it, it checked all the boxes for us. Did the yoga background end up being relevant and pertinent as you were trying to make a decision on what to do? Not necessarily other than the low impact aspect of it. I had always struggled finding a a fitness that I really enjoyed. I felt like I would walk away with sore joints and, and I didn't like that feeling of walking away feeling like, um, I did something to my body versus I did something for my body. And whenever I went to yoga class, that's always how I felt. And once I started doing Pilates, I, I would say I felt that even more. Yeah, and, and I Doing even was something for your body, not to your body. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And I was kind of guilty of that initially, where I said, you know, she was in, you know, or, uh, yoga, go try Pilates, thinking there's a lot of similarities, and we quickly mm-hmm. learned the difference. Uh, you know that, and a lot of our members feel the same way. They they come in and they're like, oh, well, that's like yoga. And it's like, well, it's, yeah, know, there's some similarities, mm-hmm. but it's but it is different. <laughs> and the, the core of it from, on the business side, it's a membership model, right? So mm-hmm. having something that people become advocates for and want to keep coming back to is really important. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things my career was in subscription businesses or SaaS mm-hmm. and that type of thing, you know, all the buzzwords, but you know, it, it's a membership model and it's a, a it, it's a business where you have to serve people every day or they leave. And I've always, I'm a customer service guy, uh, was, that's how I started my career. That's kind of worked my way up and ended my career in customer experience. And, you know, this to me was a perfect compliment for that because we have to earn our members loyalty every single day. Uh, we've got a great team to do that. Our instructors are arguably the best Pilates instructors in town. We have very high expectations for them because our members do. And because of that, we have extremely low churn. You know, our members are just very loyal to us because they get a great workout. And, and again, we treat them well. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story. I'm sure that came without any challenges or hiccups or anything. So congrats <laughs> on that. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because I, I, when we moved into this, I have always said business isn't as hard as businesses make it. And mm. I felt that way. That's one of the reasons I looked for a plan B was the company I was with, we were very customer centric. I was always employee centric. I, when I had my first supervisor job at, in my mid twenties, you know, I would take my team. We would, my dad lived on a lake. We'd go to the lake every year with my team and have a, have a beach party and, you know, just treat people well. And I always felt the same way about our customers. It's customer service industry, but bringing that then to business, I always just said, I see so many people in business that seem to struggle with that. Like, mm-hmm. like, why is it so hard? You just treat people well, and, and it's not hard. <laughs> and so, so we kind of uh, took that mentality into this, too, and said, you know, let's just treat people right, 
and we, we've done that. We treat our team right. We treat our members right. As we always say, yeah, we have membership agreements and you know things like that. Like any gym, we gotta you know have some some guardrails around things. Yeah. But in the end, we're human beings, and we treat everybody like human beings, and we have conversations. And if there's a problem, we deal with those problems. We discuss those problems, and and we get over them. So it's it's a it's a human industry, and that's what we love about it. Seems pretty logical to me. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the human industry, um, you guys always had an intention of growing this, or that was your thought process in the beginning. I remember having these discussions in the past, that this would be more than one location potentially. And initially, Angelia was really more involved in the day-to-day of the business. You were on the outside in, kept your day job, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But then the first growth was when you saw an opportunity to acquire locations from another fran- a neighboring franchise owner, uh, and you negotiated a deal from that, right? Right, right, yeah. How yeah. did that come about? Well, uh, trying to take a long story short, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, I, I, my career ran its path, and mm-hmm. so we were looking at, do we, can, should we expand on the Pilates side, which we loved, but there wasn't really any opportunity to expand because of how our territories were aligned. We were kind of northwest Omaha, somebody else owned the, the territories, sort of cutting us off from expanding anywhere else in Omaha. So we looked at some opportunities outside of Omaha, but we love our team. We love what we do. We love being a part of it. So the idea of owning a Pilates studio in Des Moines or you know Lincoln or somewhere else, just it didn't appeal to us as much. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of locked. So we looked at some other you know, business opportunities. And in the end, we just said, this is crazy. Let's reach out to the other owners. You can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's reach out to them and just see if there's any interest, if it's worth having a conversation. And uh, we, we kind of joke about it that uh, initially the response was, no, we have yeah. no interest in selling. I said, I, that's fine. You know, no, no offense. You know, we, we yeah. just thought we'd ask. And then, you know, they called us back and said, well, it's crazy for us not to talk. So we had those conversations and, you know, it was the right time for them. It was the right time for us. And, you know, it, uh, when we made the acquisition happen, you know, I, I would say we've always eyed a fourth location. We always thought Papillion would be a good market uh, mm-hmm. for, for the Pilates. southern part of the Omaha metro. Yeah, but we couldn't get there without sort of jumping territories. So mm-hmm. the acquisition opened that, us, uh, opened that up for us to, to then expand with that fourth location. Got it. Yeah. Here's a question for both of you. Were you going to add something to that? No. Okay, so you knew this one was coming. So, which one was the hardest to open? Was it the first? Was it the acquisitions? You can go into as much or as little detail as you want to. Or was it the fourth one that you think, oh, we got this down by now, but... Well, I'll, I'll let her take it. I actually laugh because the first one was a piece of cake for me because I had a full-time <laughs> job and she did it all. <laughs> Just co-signing yeah, the checks, yeah. right? Yeah. I was a background business guy. She was running run in the studio. Yeah. But. You know, every single one of them has had its own challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it, uh, the first one kind of not knowing really anything about Club Pilates or the system that runs the studio, learning all of that while building out, um, that was, of course, challenging. Um, but I would say the most challenging was probably the acquisition. Yeah. Um, you know, we're the same business. We basically run it the same. Corporate has a great playbook, and we follow it. Um, they have a lot of support. It's a, it's a nice program. Um, but there's a million little teeny tiny things 
throughout the day that we do differently or did differently than the the studios that we acquired. So um, the challenge really was identifying those best practices that we were currently doing, Mm -hmm. that they were doing, and then kind of bringing those together in a way that didn't create an enormous amount of change because nobody likes change. It was hard enough for some of the team that we acquired, um, you know, having new owners Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, just trying to bring that all together into a really nice um, program. You know, um, gaining trust of the acquired team as well. You know, that's always challenging and making sure they understand that we are um, truly sincere and wanted to take good care of them. And, you know, not just Uber the new owners and, you know, we're just going to put on a face, you know, in the beginning just to try to keep you on board. But we're truly we love our team and we love on them and um that's always been a philosophy is, is our team first, members second, because if we take good care of our team, we know they're going to take good care of our, of our members, yeah, you know? And, and also making sure that everyone understood that like, like our acquisition wasn't uh, kind of empire building or anything. Yeah. Like, that's never been part of our plan. Our, our, we're grow, growing or we grew because we truly love what we do and we want to do it for more people. You know, it's, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only 12 reformers in a studio. So continuing to expand, you know, people don't want to drive 25 minutes to a studio. So we're going to bring Pilates to them. Can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. Sticking to your principles. Yeah. And, you know, I've always been an operations guy. So, you know, it's, it was kind of fun, you know, with the acquisition to, to work with the team. I've been through a lot of acquisitions in my old corporate career, mm-hmm. both buying and selling. But just knowing, again... It's just not hard. You know, yeah. communicate with people, treat them with respect, take their ideas, incorporate the ones that make sense. We implemented a, a platform called Prosper that is just been a godsend for us for managing our team. So as we go into the fourth, you know, that, that question of is that going to be harder, easier? We think we have a great recipe, we have a great process, and we have this fantastic tool that we use to communicate with all of our team, keep them all on the same page, resource documentation, scheduling, just celebrations, all of that type of stuff through this platform has been, you know, that's where my operations you know, mind comes in is we've got to have a tool. Is this a software pl- yeah. that prosper? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's an app tool that, uh, that we use. It's, you know, just it really helped us kind of manage the, in communication after the acquisition, but then opening a fourth studio that's a half hour away, again, to communicate and keep everybody on the same page, make sure everyone, no one thinks they're on an island, everyone's connected. Yeah. 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 So you, you kind of partially answered my next brilliant question, but I'll pose <laughs> it anyways, which is, you think back on it, right? You're, you're, you're past that acquisition now, so to speak, like past the event of kind of um, integrating and whatnot. As you think back on it, um, what did you do right, and is there anything that you would do differently if you went if you did another acquisition or brought on another existing studio? You know, honestly, I don't think there's anything we would look back and say we did it wrong or would change anything. Um, I've always had this mentality that uh, <laughs> call it the back to the future <laughs> mentality, <laughs> but you know, I don't know had we taken a different fork in the road what that would have led to. I mean, things are, are good. We love what we do. Things are going well. Had we made a decision instead of opening one, buying the license for all of Omaha to start, would that have been better for us? 
I mean, today I would look back and say maybe, but you know, it would have been probably easier than acquiring existing studios. But I don't know because that would have changed the dynamic of her being in the studios 24 hours a day when we first, or the studio when we first opened, and building that culture and building that team. You know, you know, you don't know what you don't know on the different variables. So, you know, I think we look back and say, you know, the 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 course we ended up on has worked out. Yeah. I'll add to that that the one thing that I would say that we've learned is a lot of little tiny things that we'll take into our fourth location as far as kind of the uh, the process of pre-selling prior to opening and, and little things like that, little nuggets that we've kind of learned from um, the first studio, really. Mm-hmm. Well, and even the second, uh, the acquisition that we're going to kind of pour into that fourth studio. So I feel so comfortable and confident um, opening this fourth studio is just, I'm not nervous about it at all. I'm excited. The team's excited. Everybody knows what's expected of them and what the plan is. So it's, um, it's exciting. So you're going to be able to, if I'm inferring correctly, you're going to be able to leverage some of your internal resources, not just software like Prosper, but maybe team members themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have some members who will probably see that new location as a more convenient one? And kind of, Absolutely. You know. Yeah, we actually have... Uh, current members that drive uh, from Bellevue and Papillion all the way even to our West Omaha 158th and Maple location. That could be a good so half hour. People from Omaha Iowa, <laughs> yeah, from Iowa that drive in. So um, it's going to be great that we have so many that are so excited for us to open up there. Yeah. How about the, the for this fourth location, learning quite a bit, I would imagine, from the first three, has the financial forecasting is there more confidence in that? Has that been an easier process for you? Yeah. It, you know, we, when we bought that first location, we didn't know what we didn't know, right? Yeah. What skeletons are there? What, what, what are we going to learn? Is it going to be a good enough business? I mean, you know, as, as I said, we're not trying to build a kingdom here. We have a mortgage to pay. We're, mm-hmm. We've got a family to, you know, so, so we've got to make sure we're making some money. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, we wouldn't have done the fourth without uh, some idea that we can be successful in the business and, you know, we look forward to, you know, there's always nerves. Of, is Papillion going to be a good enough market? You know, or I'll say pre-sales that we're in the middle of tell us yes, that, you know, there is a market for it. But uh, will it be as good as our other studios? You know, we, we're confident just because we do know the recipe. We know how to treat people. And, you know, the studios in Omaha have grown. So, you know, we, we think we can do it again. Congratulations. Thank you. What? If any rewards beyond the financial, I didn't mean you said it right. You got a mortgage to pay, family to feed, and nobody starts a business to make less money, right? Right. <laughs> or to make substantially less. Um, have there been rewards beyond the financial rewards that you'd want to share? <laughs> it's the people. I mean, you know, neither of us can usually talk about our business without tearing up. You know, the the people. It's it's just uh, we've made such incredible relationships with our team but when you have members that come in and drop off artwork and poetry saying how fantastic you know their lives have been impacted by what we do uh, wow. i mean it's just you know far beyond any financial reward the 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 spiritual aspect of what we get out of it is incredible yeah lives are truly changed um with this particular modality with Pilates. I mean, people that have just been in chronic pain for years that haven't been able to move well can now move freely with no pain. I mean, it's just, it's incredible to, 
really sit down and think about that we've been able to facilitate that. It's, it's unbelievable. Very yes. rewarding. Very rewarding. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So if the opportunity afforded itself... And there was a fifth one. Would you go for it? <laughs> it's, it's funny. So many people ask us that. Granted, I'm asking you this question. No matter, what, no matter when people listen to this, it could be years from now. But I'm asking this question right as you really just got that fourth one open. So yeah. <laughs> it's a risky it, question. You know, the, the fourth was, was something that we have always talked about wanting to do. And we finally just said, darn it, let's just do it. Uh, we have no plans for another one. We feel like we have Omaha covered. Again, this isn't, you know, not a empire thing. So, you know, if, if another area in, o- in Omaha uh, looks good to expand, mm-hmm. we may talk about it, but mostly because we want our team to have the opportunity to be the team. Yeah. And, you know, so, but... No, we we have no plans right now. We we are perfectly happy with with what we're doing right I now. I could tell from the look on her face that was the right answer. Yeah. I, and, and and listen, I came from a company that was a small-ish, medium-sized local yeah. company, you know, US based, got acquired by global multinationals. That's just not me. That's not us. I mean, you know, that that you you lose so much focus on why you're doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and that personal we, touch. We don't want to get that big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me wrap up with a really important question. Any advice you would give to couples, husbands and wives, <laughs> whatever, that were thinking about getting into business together? Well, we actually talked about we we <laughs> talked about this recently, and um, we really have very different gifts, and we complement each other really, really well. Jay is such a great business mind. Um, I didn't come from a business background. My mm-hmm. background has been healthcare, education, you know, things like that. Um, but the things that we're good at and we love kind of complement each other. And it's been, it's been, it's probably, I've told people this before. It's probably one of the best things we've done for our marriage, which is crazy because really? you would think it would be one of the most stressful things to be in business together. And that doesn't mean we haven't had some very heated <laughs> discussions about different topics because they're, you know, we still have differing beliefs sometimes on, on things. But for the most part, we've we've just worked really, really well together. And we at the end of the day, we have the same core beliefs on taking care of people and loving on people. So you know, the same beliefs and goals. Yeah. The only, I'll say the only downside of working together is this is our whole life. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah, this is, there is no vacation, no dinner, no, you're always talking, no laying in bed together that doesn't somehow (laughs) revolve around (laughs) Pilates is going to come up in every conversation. And, And it's unfortunate. We've tried to set ground rules. I mean, we can be out to dinner and say, we're just not going to talk business for, for this dinner. Yeah. And then, Two minutes later, it's like, oh, wait, wait, but re- I, this happened today. <laughs> or a so, member walks by. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or uh, you know, a message on Prosper, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. which it's what you sign up for when you own a business. And, yeah. you know, luckily, again, you know, we love the business and we work well together. So it's. We're some, getting there. Yeah. We're getting there a little more. Find the balance. Kind of work life balance with that. But it's yeah. challenging. I think it's challenging for anybody in any field, whether you own a business, business or don't own a business. You know, separating that work and personal life can be challenging sometimes. Yeah, it's a process, yeah. as you said. Yeah. Well, 
I can tell you guys are genuinely happy with what you do, right? Yes. Like, we're here in person. I can just kind of feel it. So congratulations <laughs> on that. Thank really you. happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and you. Sharing your Absolutely. pretty unique experience. I yeah. appreciate that. I think it's going to help a lot of people who are trying to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. So Thanks, Blake. You bet. And thanks to all of you for joining us on another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. A big thanks to Jay and Angelia Froscheiser. By the way, if people want to learn more about Club Pilates, they can go to the website, obviously. But if they want to get to Club Pilates Omaha, because you guys are all of the Omaha Metro, what's the easiest way? Yeah, honestly, the easiest way at this point is clubpilates.com. It has, it'll find the closest location to you, whether that's any of our three Omaha studios or the forthcoming uh, one in Papillion. So it'll find the closest, give you the phone number. We love to talk to people about it. Fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. See, the one thing I almost forgot, but I got it into the outro here, so we're good. <laughs> so now you know how to get a hold of them. If you missed anything or you need some more information, look at that, scan that QR code on the bottom of your screen when you're watching this and get in touch with us and we'll make sure that we get you in touch with them. And remember, don't keep us a secret either. Subscribe, follow, and share, particularly if you know somebody who might be able to benefit from what we've talked about in this episode. So thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, and we'll see you here again soon. A Huda Media Production.